This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Lots to do inside this Thursday edition of the program. Of course, we'll talk some NBA. We'll talk a little NFL. And we may have a spring training edition for you. I'll explain that a little later. 1-800-919-3776. Also via X, formerly Twitter, at Gordon Damer, at Hardesty ESPN, at ESPN NY, 98 underscore 7 FM. Harvey and Joe are riding along with us till midnight on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Gordon Damer. Larry Hardesty, good to have you back tonight, my friend. Good to be back, partner. How's everything? Everything, uh, everything is as I left it. So uh, it's back in your capable hands. Excellent, excellent, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I think Harvey, Joe, and I decided, Gordon, uh-huh. because you're going away after yeah. the show. You're headed, you know, to parts unknown with the mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm. We decided that it's a good opportunity in in the in the spirit of spring training. Yeah. To have a spring training answers with Aaron edition. Oh, answers great. with Aaron. Well, look, it is spring training. I can't make any promises that oh, it's no, going to no. be stellar. I'm going to be really on my game. I'm I'm out of practice. So is Aaron Boone, but didn't stop him. All right. <laughs> and I, and, I, and I, one one phrase that has never been used when it comes to me is in the best shape of his life. That, that you don't have to worry about that. So uh, I'll try my best. Oh, of course. That's all we ask. Yeah, that's, that's all, all we do. ask. That's all we ask. You know. So and also, yes, when yes. you weren't here last night, Joe was not here last night. I kind of, I kind of can't. It's a little out there. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh-huh. It's a little bit out there. Uh-huh. But I came up with a scenario. Yes. That could solve a Jet problem that I'm not even sure the Jets realize they have yet. You know, Joe and I were. We thought about this when we were at the Nets game last night. Oh, I'm sorry. We weren't. We weren't supposed to say that. Go ahead. Well, the scenario <laughs> was that the Niners firing uh-huh. their defensive coordinator. They need a defensive coordinator. Right. And Kyle Shanahan, in his press conference, made mention of how good the defensive coordinators were in the past. D'Amico Ryans, obviously, the year before. And before that, Robert Sala. Mm-hmm. So I said, who says no in this scenario? The Niners, who have a, an extra third-round pick this year, call up the Jets mm-hmm. and say, we want to bring Robert Sala back as our defensive coordinator. You can have him. It, you you guys get a third round pick. We uh-huh. will assume the salary of Robert Sala. He'll come in. He doesn't have a crazy salary. I think no. he's making like two million dollars or something along those lines. Uh-huh. It's not crazy for a defensive coordinator. Nope. The Jets get an extra third round pick. Now you might say that Robert Sala would say, "Well, no, I want to still be a head coach." He might be a defensive coordinator again in a year from now, anyway. And at least yeah. if he could go back to when he was still just the defense before he took a head coaching job mm-hmm. and passed up the Jetsha. The best thing for him is maybe to be thinking about what that next head coaching job is, if there is one. And I think the best road to that would be working with a super successful organization that he's already worked with once before. Mm-hmm. He would go back there, kind of fix their need, and then the Jets and Jet fans would be happy with this. Mm-hmm. They could go out and, and, and go get a, a new head coach. I think Mike Vrabel would certainly fire up the fan base. Who says mm-hmm. no in that scenario, Larry? Uh, probably the Niners. Really? <laughs> wow. Because, because I tell you why, Gordon, you look at Wilkes' numbers. Mm-hmm. He did a better job than D'Amico Ryans during the regular season. Well, in the some ways, and in some way, yeah, but they had some ups and downs there. And then in the def- really, what got them was the 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 rush defense in the in the postseason. I mean, I think uh-huh. they gave up almost 150 yards a game. And and you know what? I don't think that they were ever. I don't think Shanahan and him were really ever on the same uh-huh. page. No, I don't think that that was his first choice. Uh, I guess that 
Steve Wilkes runs a different kind of defense than Shanahan mm-hmm. wants. And look, when you're Kyle Shanahan, you're the brilliant offensive genius. Yeah. <laughs> and the blame's never going to fall at your feet. It's going to be on you, <laughs> is it? You're going to have to find somebody else to blame. Despite three occasions where you've come up short. Yeah. Yeah. That's still that, not your that, fault, though. No. Must be nice. Fault. No. It, it's you know? a good thing when you get all the credit and none of the blame. That's it's a good Yeah. That's a good scenario to have going for you. Where do they get? Where do they give those jobs out? <laughs> I don't know. I'd like to get one of those. That's really good. <laughs> that makes two of us. Because I yeah. mean, I mean, here's the here's the deal. It's be- okay, they're not on the same page. They're not that. Steve works. Okay, whatever you want to say about him, Gordon. They gave up one touchdown in regulation. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. And he's the scapegoat. He gets to leave. Yeah. Not not even the the offensive coordinator gets to stay. And it wasn't even a parting of the ways. No, right? they like fired sometimes him. they have a yeah. They said fired. He's he's been fired. Yeah, uh, goodbye. Very odd. I mean, if you're Steve Wilkes, you're like, what do I have to do to keep a job in this league? I don't know. I mean, he was in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Okay, got a raw deal there. Kicked out one year. Mm-hmm. He was better. Carolina was better oh, after he took Absolutely. over. Yep. They haven't won. They haven't had a winning record since. Nope. Fired. Gone. And now here. You're the reason why we didn't make – you're the reason. Well, see, with Carolina, at least, you can blame the fact – Carolina doesn't know what the hell they're doing, all right? right. So they got rid of him because they wanted a big, flashy name, and then that, that was a complete disaster. The Niners yeah. are a well-run organization, so that's that's not great for him that now he's got to go and try and find a, a, another job, and, and pretty much all the, the defensive coordinator jobs have been snapped up already. Yeah, well, maybe he takes a year off. There might be one open here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, there might be more than there might be more than just the defensive coordinator job open. You never here. know, you know. Not that we wish for anybody, you know. No, of course not. Of course, but um, well, you know, I'm just what he's already said it. Wall, I mean, got to be better. Yeah. When your boss says you got to be better, or else that that says all you need to hear. Mm-hmm. I don't need. I don't. I, I was reading somewhere. Or I saw something somewhere where somebody was saying, "Would you have rather he say it's uh, it's." Playoffs or, or 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 nothing. He said he said it would be better. Right. You know, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Now, if you're saying Super Bowl or nothing, that's yeah, that, that's a little different. But yeah. you know, they gotta get to the playoffs before the Super Bowl. So, it, it's it's uh it's interesting situation. It's interesting situation. All right, go on, let's uh, let's let's chat about some top stories that we're going to look at. Tonight, let's run down. We? Yeah. Congratulations to Caitlin Clark, the Iowa Hawkeyes guard, broke the NCAA women's basketball career scoring record, delighting the crowd at Carver Hawkeye Arena, and she did it, Gordon, as quickly as she could. Came into the game with 3,520 points, needing eight to break the the previously set record by Kelsley Plum of Washington from 2013 to 2017, and she did it, Gordon, in two minutes and 12 seconds. Let's get it over with. Let's move on. Let's move right, on. No drama there. No uh, drama look, there. She, she's bigger than the sport right now. No question. No question. You know, this happens every once in a while. It's happened in college basketball. The UConn, when they were on their one of the several historic runs they had under Gio, mm-hmm. Gino Ariema. Yes. Uh, they were bigger than the sport. She's bigger than the sport right now. She is. As a matter of fact, uh, if, you, if you had Peacock, that's the only way you could see this game. I do you have Peacock. I don't know how to get the Peacock, though. Okay. Well... I don't, I don't know the sign-in. I don't know the log-in. I don't know anything. But Well, that's how you missed I it. I saw the highlights. Oh, okay, good. good. There were a lot of them. A lot of highlights. No question about that. Gordon, I know you touched on it last night. Here's just an update. Authorities in Kansas City say the mass shooting that left one person dead and 22 injured appeared to stem from a dispute between several people. Police Chief Stacy Graves said the total number of victims is 23, including Lisa Lopez Galvin, who was killed. 
Graves said the 22 people injured were between the ages of 8 and 47. Two juveniles were detained. An adult was initially detained before being released earlier today, and firearms were recovered. Gordon, I'm just going to say this very simply, and I've heard a lot of folks over our airwaves uh, make some very powerful statements, so I don't need to echo them. I'll just say this. I'm really discouraged because I don't see an ending to this, Gordon. I don't see an ending to it. I don't see how people are going to come to a mutual agreement to figure out how to solve this. I would like to say to politicians very simply, fix it. But the reason why I don't have hope, Gordon, is very simple. It's because so many kids have lost their lives and nothing has happened yet. I, I just feel like the more it happens, the more desensitized people get to it. And, and I'm very discouraged. I pray that I am wrong. But Gordon, there's been what, 45 mass shootings in, in so far this year already? I, I just, I, I, I'm just, I just have no, I have no faith that it's going to change. Yeah, I, I, I think that that's a, um, that's the only approach you can have at this point, right? Um, because unfortunately, there is no easy solution. If there was an easy solution, I'm all for it. Whatever you need to do, an easy solution, great. What's the easy solution? Uh, there is none. Uh, we could stop selling guns tomorrow. There's more than 300 million guns in this country. Um, I, I don't know uh, what, you know, people say we, we have to do something. And I agree, we got to do something. What? I think that we are in a situation where we are kind of stuck. I, I, I agree with you. I don't think that there are any, um, that anything is going to change. Because I think that the, the cat is out of the bag. And it's not something you want to hear uh, at this point. Because it is, I mean, we have gone past the point of being desensitized to it. It feels like one of these things happens every other week. Yeah. Uh, but I, I wish that there was some way we could come to something, some sort of solution. But I, I just don't, I don't know what that would be. I don't know what it would be either, Gordon. And there's people that we put into positions that are supposed to figure these things out. Yeah. And they I haven't been saying, able to even like, come up with even any ideas. I mean, I'll we, be open to some ideas. Yeah, I, but we, what, 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 what would it be? I mean, what would it be? We have three. Look, this is maybe not the conversation to be having on these airways because it's uh -huh. a sports talk station. Uh -huh. There's 300 million guns. It, we we can't just close our eyes and blink and make them all disappear. Um, if we if we if we rule tomorrow, guns are illegal. You think the people that got the guns are going to be giving up the guns? Nope. If we stop won't. selling the guns tomorrow, there's already 300 million of them out there. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, it, it is a, when you think about it, even for a split second, it is a depressing, depressing spot that we find ourselves in. Um, because I just don't think that there's any easy solutions. And I also saw, I don't, maybe I shouldn't say this, but I thought that there was something, one of the stories that I read that they're still not sure whether or not people will be charged in the mm. case. Mm. I'm thinking to myself, how how could you not be charged? Exactly. Somebody's got to be. We, we got to investigate. I'm not saying you have to charge them yet, uh -huh. but somebody has to be charged at some point. Got to be. There's there's a there's a life that was taken. Absolutely. I mean, and and, and the people, people that were injured. injured that might recover physically, a lot of those are children. They will be. Yeah. I mean, they will be damaged for their. They will always remember this. No question about it. Awful. No question about it. It is so. Um, you know. Hopefully. Gordon, somebody will come up with something. You know, I I'm not. So. I don't know what it is, but whether it's I don't know. you know tougher, tougher laws to try to you know licensing or whatever. I don't know what it is. I'm not. I'm not here to to 
give you the idea that I have right. all the answers. I no, don't. Of course. But something's got to change because we're going, these, these are happening too often now. They're happening uh, just it's, too it's, often. It's every other week. And, it is. And it's horrible to say this, but after a couple of days, you forget it. it you know. almost have to, it's almost like you think, oh, oh, right. Yeah, that one. Oh, right. That one. Oh, right. That one happened. It, it, hap- it just happens so regularly. It would be impossible to be constantly focused on it because there's just too many. Yeah. It's crazy. It's it really awful. Is. awful. It's, it's brutal. It is just brutal. And just to, you know, hear the interviews and see, it's just, Ugh. It's, it's just scary. It's scary. Uh, here's a couple other things we'll be chatting about inside this edition of ESPN New York tonight. Gordon, this will put a smile on your face. You ready? Yeah. I put, that's why I put you it right one. here for you. This is why I put it right here just for you. Yeah. Quote, you can only have so much fun in one lifetime. End of quote. That's what Rob Manford said as he announced he plans to step down in 2029. There you go. I'm going to run this. I got I got a few more years to run this directly into the ground with the stupidest <laughs> ideas you've ever heard of before in your life. I can only imagine what the the, the, the final move will be of the Rob Manfred tenure as, as baseball commissioner. That's right. It's 2029. He'll be 70. Contract ends at that time. Manfred, you remember, succeeded Bud Selig in January 2015. Says he hopes to have a process in place for a league to expand to 32 teams by the time he exits. How about that? Yeah. We got a few more teams. years of Rob. That's it. It feels like he just kind of got the job, doesn't it? Doesn't feel no. like he's been, How long has he been on the job? It doesn't feel like 2015. he's been there. So he's yeah, almost 10, like he's going to 10 years. On the job that long. I guess that I, – I, I, look, that we, we, we joke and – and some of his things that he he's implemented, I'm not mm-hmm. you're not fans of, but mm-hmm. that has to be a very high pressure oh, job yeah, of, of keeping billionaires happy and dealing with the players and all those type of things. So absolutely, uh, he's got a, four more, a few more years to do it, and then he can uh, ride off into the sunset. No question. Gordon, did you know the Yankees had 28 players spend a total of 2,154 days on the injured list last year? That kind of felt low. I heard that number today. I was like, is that, I feels that, it feels a little low. It feels like they should be a little higher than that. <laughs> Over $82 million spent on players who were out due to injury. That's $7 million more than the Angels. Because the Angels and Dodgers had more people on the injured list, if you can believe that. They did. Yeah. Uh, the health has been an, an interesting conversation. Garrett Cole, who had some other things that we'll hear about a little later in the show, said, certainly there were injuries that were outside the normal realm of injuries that impacted us. With that said, we get injured too much as a group. We need to improve. Hallelujah. (laughs) Well, it's the old line about you take the milk out of the fridge. It's sour. You put it back in the fridge. You hope it's fresh tomorrow. They're relying on a lot of the same guys who have been injured to not get injured this time around. Gee, I wonder what will happen. Uh, well, did they did they rehire new people for the uh, you know strength and conditioning group? They're all right now, Larry, in the best shape of their lives, and it can only go downhill from there. Mm-hmm. No question about that. No question about that. Finally, former Met Lenny Dykstra suffered a stroke earlier this week and is recovering at a Los Angeles hospital, according to former teammates Daryl Strawberry and Kevin Mitchell. They gave their comments to the New York Post. They added that he had been moved out of intensive care, was in good spirits, and set to undergo further evaluation at the UCLA Medical Center. Hopefully, Lenny Dykstra will be okay. Those are some of the stories we'll chat about in the remaining minutes we have here on ESPN New York tonight. When we return, we'll take some of your phone calls, and Gordon and I are going to try to figure out how we can keep our spirits up because the All-Star break is just in time for the Knicks. 
just in time, Gordon, because I think Tom Thibodeau would have had to suit up if it kept going any longer. Well, just- <laughs> that that might have been worth seeing, but yeah, no, it's uh, it has gotten ridiculous. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. But Gordon, I want to talk about the Rangers roommates at Madison Square Garden. They are the New York Knicks. And when I saw last night that Jacob Toppin played 17 minutes, that told me all I needed to know. (laughs) All you needed to know. I mean, it's... uh... When it was the trade deadline, you thought, okay, I, I don't remember who they played that night, but it was like, it was like a skeleton crew. They were pulling mm-hmm. people out of the stands, but it, it's a result of you trading a couple of guys and you you, you bring guys can't get here in time to to, to, to suit up and all mm-hmm. that type. Of, all right, it's a one time thing, but unfortunately with the Knicks because of the injuries, it was not a one time thing. And really, no. last night I know that nine guys technically played. They, they played seven guys. It was Toppin and McBride off the bench. You know, uh-huh. Taj Gibson gives you nine minutes. He's giving you what he's got, but, I mean, come on. Um, and then it was the five starters. You yep. know, Jericho Sims is playing 40 minutes. Brunson's playing 35. That was a night where, uh, under normal circumstances, you would think, all right, let's, let, let's rest Brunson because uh-huh. he's been dinged up. Yeah. But he got out there and gave it his best, and at least early on, he was the only thing holding it together. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> this is this is this is unbelievable. Uh, there's so much. I can't um, I can't remember a Nick team going through this many injuries to their top personnel in such a short amount of time. I'm sure somebody will remind me, but I can't think of it, Gordon. I mean, it's been it's been bad, and it's been bad for the past couple of months, and it just keeps spiraling downward. I mean, Bogdanovich didn't play; he just got here. Yeah, it's it's crazy, and I, you know me, I'm not a believer in in, in curses or hexes, uh-huh. but it did coincide as soon as we started talking realistically that uh-huh. this Knicks team could get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Realistically, this this yeah. Knicks team could be the second, the third seed in the East. Yep, we messed it's up. It's like the kibosh has been put on everything, and and look, last night's loss is not a big deal in and of itself. Mm-hmm. But that loss counts for the rest of the season. And I yeah. think that if you are someone who wants to see the Knicks get to an Eastern Conference Finals this year, I don't think that they can get there as the six seed. No. I no. don't think they can get there as the five seed. I think they got to be in that upper half of those top six and have a favorable road to it. Now, maybe they can beat anybody they play, but I'd prefer not to face Boston in the second round. Right, right. Well, the only thing I can say, Gordon, is – to the injured people, enjoy your rest because you're going to be playing a lot of minutes when you come back. Yeah, but, and here's the thing is that the guys that missed last night, Bogdanovich and DiVincenzo and Hartenstein, I would think that they will be back after the All-Star break whenever mm-hmm. that first game is. Yes. But the two main ones, OG and Randall, mm-hmm. they're not – they're not coming right back, I don't think, after the All-Star. I think Randall's only getting reevaluated. We still don't really know when he's coming back. Right. We don't. We do not. We do not. So, you know, uh, it's going to be – they're really going to rely on the acquisitions of Burks and Bogdanovich. They, they're really going to rely on them to provide scoring. And as far as uh, Bogdanovich is concerned, he's going to have to do some rebounding when they put him in there. He's going to have to, you know, help out on the boards and do some things. Uh, that that's just the way it is. And hopefully the Knicks will be able to you know, persevere and hang in there and 
just buy the time and win win the games, win as many games as they can, Gordon. That that's all they can do. That that's yeah. that's the hell that's the hand they've been dealt. And I don't think because it's so early, I don't know now. There's obviously people that you could, you know, that's available. You have open roster spots, you can buy people off other teams and stuff of that nature. But I don't think the Knicks want to do that, Gordon, because they kind of expect people to come back. Yeah. And then I, you're I would, stuck the with only, those players. The, the only spot I, I I don't think that Taj Gibson can be playing. The Knicks should be able to upgrade, and that's I, I look. It's uh-huh. a great story, and he's once a Nick, always a Nick, and all that stuff. Uh-huh. But at, at this stage, with what's riding on the season, I, again, I don't know when Randall or OG are coming back. That would seem to be an area where you should be able to get somebody who can give you and have a bigger um, impact at this point uh-huh. than Taj Gibson can do. Yep, I agree with that. I agree with that. But that he's one of one of Tibbs' guys. He is. I think you got to be. I think you got to be. You got to be able to find someone who's also a Tibbs guy who's not thirty-eight years old. Yeah, he brought Burks back. One of the Tibbs guys. Yep. No, forget about once a Nick, always a Nick. Once a Tibbs guy, always a Tibbs guy. Forever, ever, ever, forever. Yeah, that's the way it goes. Forever, ever, ever, a Tibbs guy. There's no question about it. So. You know, that's what the Knicks situation is, but um, I agree with you. They do need an upgrade there, but I don't know what they're going to do. I really don't.